up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. Don't let that team stay in the way. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going Devin Smith. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh. And Rucker for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for three. Yes. This is the Buckeye Show. All right, what's going on, all of you lovely Buckeye fans? I am Timmy Hall, and it's so good to be here with you. This is Wednesday, November 16th, and we got so much going on in Buckeye country, both with football as we're in between the Indiana win and what's going to be a Maryland win. Yeah, that's right. I'm already putting it down. Buckeyes will get the job done, and it's going to set up one of the most epic games against Michigan that we've ever had. And I am both nervous slash excited for it. I am starting to come around in that I'm I'm already seeing Ohio State get the job done. I'm not even talking about Maryland now, by the way, just, just to let you know. I'm talking about the week after. I'm already envisioning the Buckeyes getting it done and then heading to Indianapolis. Like I just, I don't know. I feel like I need a little bit of Indianapolis in my life. It's not like a place that you are, you plan on going a lot, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to crap on Indy. Indy's a fine Midwestern town. We care about it over here in Ohio because it's a championship city. And when you go there, that means good things have happened to your clubs, to your football team. So you got to respect it a little bit, but need to go back to Indy. That's I, I can see that happening. So I've, I've seen enough from this team. I saw enough from the team against Indiana to feel good about that. And we'll, we'll see how this shakes out. We'll see uh, what the injury situations are. We know running back's been a thing. And Day had some promising news about that at his midweek press conference. So that's pretty good. Where we are with men's basketball, because I, I want to get to what we're going to do on uh, this podcast edition of the Buckeye Show. I want to get to what we're going to do shortly. But I want to mention men's hoops and... You got one more game here. One more game, a buy game, as they call it in the biz, meaning the bigger program is paying. If anybody didn't know that term, that's simple what that is. You pay a lot of the uh, the fee. You you pay some money to the other program to get them out here to play the game. And, you know, you as the bigger program get the gate. You get the money from opening up the Schottenstein Center. Although it might not feel like that at times when you can't put a lot of butts in the seats for these low-level games We've talked about some of the scheduling quirks with this men's basketball season so far with five neutral site games and I'm sorry, four neutral site games and an ACC Big Ten Challenge road game at Duke, which is a great game. Playing North Carolina at the Garden is a great game in the CBS Sports Classic. Three great games at the Maui Invitational. So that matters. It's just that I think we could all agree you can't let this pass where it's only buy games for your home non-conference slate. You got to at least get one, just one. That's all that we ask. Just one, one game of any kind of power five opponent, even if it's not a basketball rich school, but the Buckeye hoop squad gets one more tune-up game against a squad in Eastern Illinois ranked outside the top 300 to get everything flexed, get everything, every muscle, every, every single part of your body, your mind, your body, your jump shot, every everything. Everything's got to get solidified and tuned up before you get on the bird and go to Hawaii for the Maui Invitational. And that's going to be, just by, just by the way, one hell of a busy week around here. It might be one of the top five busiest weeks I will have ever had in 10 years at the fan. 
Good busy, though, because I've told you this in sincerity many times before. There is nothing more that I love than staying here after hours when there's not many more people around the studio. It's it's easier to get stuff done. It's easier to focus the fewer bodies that are in the building. And when your work is something that you really, really do enjoy, like I just freaking love basketball. That's it. I just love it to death. And to get to do post-game shows, and even though it's only one segment, I wish the pre- I wish the pregame show could be more than one segment. I wish it could be at least a half an hour like it used to be, but that's just the, the way it is with the network pregame going to 45 minutes. I wish I could do half of their network pregame show for them. <laughs> I'd, I'd do it, but I love it. I absolutely love it. And next week when it's the Maui and then you're getting ready for the Michigan game, it will be straight up bonkers around here. Social media, just every single arm that we've got for how we're going to try to give you guys content. It is going to be straight up insanity, but I'm ready for it. And we don't even know that from a scheduling standpoint, how we run the station, by the way, we have no freaking clue. We to, to prepare for Maui. You should see Marco, our uh, ops manager, Matt Earhart, and how we've shared like some of the charts and situations. Skip Mossick too, who of course is the executive producer for Ohio state radio sports. All the different scenarios for where Ohio State could play after the first game of the Maui. I mean, it's it's nuts. You got San Diego State, and then after that, it's either you win, you play here, you lose, you play here. And then the second game for the third day, it could, it's just wildly different. Wildly different parts of the day. Daily shows being disrupted. You know, regular, you know, not 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. shows because it's not going to be that early. But it could be some of the daily shows getting disrupted again which hardly ever happens. Hardly ever happens in the middle of the week. Really only NCAA tournament time. You had that rare Blue Jackets game in Finland that threw off Common Man and T-Bone, and that was wild. That was strange. But there's uh, there's enough of me for uh, today because we're going to take our trip around the Block O. And I love when people at Ohio State reach out to me and they almost give me a push to talk to somebody. I love coming up with players or coaches on my own to talk to. And I honestly, I I feel like we don't do it enough. And so anytime I can do it, I feel a little bit better because there are so many sports around the block O that are operating at such a high level. That's the great thing about athletics at Ohio state is they participate in everything. It is a haven for athletes who want an opportunity to continue on with whatever they have found a passion for. And if they have a great skill and great talent at it. And so taking a little trip around the block. is, is something that we will try to continue to do here on the Buckeye show, whether that's lacrosse, volleyball, women's hockey, men's hockey, Anything, all of the sports, right? There's there's too many to, to name off there. There's over 35, I think there's 36 sports here at Ohio State. So goodness gracious. But on this edition here, you will get a good conversation with Sarah Mason Vergodi. That's right. She is the head cross country coach. She's also the assistant track and field coach. And things are heating up for this Ohio State cross-country team. 
They are right now, here this week, in between Big Tens and the NCAA championships. So, hey, more power to them. That is awesome. They're going to compete. They're going to try to win a national championship. There is no greater achievement than doing that, either as an individual or even cooler as a team. So I think you're going to enjoy this conversation because we get into a little bit more than just Sarah's Ohio State team. We'll talk about the sport in general, how she got into it, how we can try to get some more eyeballs and attention for the sport. And I'm going to learn a lot, too. I'm going to learn a lot. So, Sarah, this is really awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. We spent a good bit of time there setting you up and telling the people a little bit about you. How are we doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And I uh, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, Cross country is not really a sport that gets a, a ton of fanfare or love um, for from anyone except for the people that are diehard cross country people. So, um, I yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. I would agree with that, <laughs> Sarah. And, I mean, it's – let's let's start with that maybe why is it and you know I've I've got neighbors who have daughters that are getting into cross country too and it's like you just said unless you do it or unless you are a hardcore runner how do you attract people to this sport I mean I think you know for us the people that are into it uh, are, are people that understand the the grit and the nastiness that comes with um truly, truly being involved with the sport. Um, I think once you go to your first cross country meet, uh, first of all, wear your running shoes because you're not, you're not allowed to just stand around. You have to run from place to place to, to spectate. Um, I think you can appreciate uh, just the toughness that, that the people involved with the sport bring to it. That. Okay. I, I didn't realize that. So you got to be ready to move around to different spots. It's not just going to like a bobsledding event and you stand in the no, same no, no. place. You get, you get out there, you're moving around with the athletes. Yeah. That, that was a rude awakening for my parents when I started running cross country. <laughs> I they, bet. They had no idea. I bet. So what, what drew you in to the sport when you were younger? You know, to be honest with you, uh, interestingly, I did not run cross country uh, in high school. I ran track and field. Um, I grew up in northern Michigan, and so mm. uh, at that time, I'm a little bit older. At that time, basketball was the fall sport, um, and so I didn't run cross country until I was uh, recruited to run at the University of Toledo. That was my first introduction to it, um, and, and I fell in love with it So and, and been involved with the sport ever since. So Sarah Mason Vergodi is with us here on the Buckeye show, everybody. And and she went to Toledo and she's been here on Ohio state staff since, uh, what is it, Sarah? Now, 2013, 2014, I believe Com- so. coming up yeah, on a I'm decade up on soon. Years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy yep. how that, that flies by, right? What, what can you, <laughs> what can you say like really sticks out, you know, over the last, you know, nine years or so and what you've been able to accomplish and some of the athletes and, and coaches that you've met along the way. I mean, I, I'll tell you what, I, I came on here uh, first to work with uh, Hall of Famer coach Karen Dennis, uh, who recently retired. Yes. And uh, this is just, it's a special place. I, I you know, I, I think the people that work in our athletic department understand that, but uh, we have one of the best athletic directors in the country, if not the best, uh, in Gene Smith. He's a, he's a coach's athletic director, and, and we have all the support in the world here um, within the department, and then just, just in the in the city of Columbus, the state of Ohio, and really anywhere we travel, people, people are talking to us and it's, it's a ton of fun. I've worked a few different places along the way. I've been doing this almost 20 years now. And, um, 
you know, unless they kick me out, I'm not going anywhere. I, I love it here. Yeah, that's that's so cool, isn't it? Where you you find a spot, you find your your niche, you find your role in, in whatever it is, and you you can feel comfortable saying that. Like I, there's nowhere that I want to go. I mean, you're it has has to be such a good place. I mean, the facilities right are just top notch. You know, the, everything seems to be taken care of when you're working at Ohio State. Yeah, no question, no question. So tell us about the season that you've had. And first off, I I got to say when Jerry. Jerry Emig sent me a note and said, like, hey, like, you got to you got to pay attention to this this team. You got to take a look at what they're doing. I, I love the nickname that you guys have, the Harriers. Where did where did the Harriers <laughs> stem from? The Harriers is uh, is 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 a reference to to runners. And I man, I you have to be a historian to know where that comes from. That that's that's older than time. And uh, really it's funny because Jerry, Jerry always when Jerry texts me after a meet or something, he'll say, congratulations to your Harriers. Um, and that's, uh, I don't know that that's a phrase used often, but yeah, it, it refers to really to, to any, any distance runners. So, okay. Um, that's It's kind of funny. Gotcha. Yeah. That's not something that's stricken just to Ohio state. That's just, you're no, a cross no, no, country no, no, no. runner. You're a Harrier. Yes, correct. Correct. All right. That's fan- that's I fantastic. Know, I should know where that stems from as a cross country coach, but I couldn't even tell you. That's okay. You know, there's, there, there's something that you could do, you know, on Saturday night before you go to bed. There you go. Yeah. It's yeah, I'll check it out. learning, <laughs> learning so many things. And that's, that's what this is all, all part of, but you guys, you know, you're, you're, you finished runner up at the great lakes NCAA regional. And now you're going to be off to NCAA championships for just the fourth time. Tell us about that. How did it go? at the big tens and what are you looking forward to this weekend? Um, well, yeah, we've had a, a pretty historic run this season. Uh, we're currently ranked 17th in the country. Um, I think we can outperform that ranking this weekend in Stillwater, but um, you know, typically in women's cross country, the big 10 is one of the most competitive, if not the most competitive conference in the country. Um, so generally if you're finishing in the top, four or five of that meet, um, you know, you're, you're looking at a chance to get to the NCAA championships. But I think what's unique about cross country is only 31 teams qualify um, in the entire country. And cross country is actually the most heavily sponsored sport of any NCAA sport. Um, I think of the 350 schools, there's like 340 schools that sponsor women's cross country. So it's an incredibly difficult meet to make. And, um, yeah, I, I just have a, a really special group of women this year. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, an, an additional piece of that is that most of those women are from the state of Ohio, uh, with the exception of, of one. So um, it's just it's, it's been a cool, a cool process to be a part of. Um, we, you know, we set that as a goal at the beginning of the season to make the meet. Um, and and the women have just continued to show up week in and week out. So it's been it's been incredible. You mentioned some of your athletes. I got to ask you about. Addie Engel, and she she won. She won a championship. So what did that mean to her, and what have you seen from her and her, her growth since you've been her coach? You know, Addie's, Addie's pretty special. She's out of Springfield, Ohio, went to Springfield Catholic, um, a small Division three school, and so she wasn't getting a lot of looks in high school um, as a recruit. Um, but when I started recruiting her, um, you know, I found out that it was just her and her twin sister who happened to swim at Kentucky on the cross country team. And they also played on the soccer team at the same time in the fall. So it's cool. like, okay, this kid's an athlete. Um, and she just hadn't seen a lot of competition. So she's in her third year here at Ohio state. And she just won the big 10 championship as an individual, uh, which has never been done at Ohio state by, 
a women's cross country runner. It's been two, it's been two, done only two times on the men's side. So it was a pretty special, uh, pretty special accomplishment for her. Um, and, and just really for our program as a whole. So Sarah, I got to ask you when we're with Sarah Mason for everybody, and she's the head cross country coach here at Ohio state. She's the assistant track and field coach. I have, I have been noticing this, and I've noticed it here at Ohio State, and I think it's cool. We're, we're even starting to see it now in basketball, which I think is awesome. And uh, you know, I hope you don't mind me going down this road, but to see women coaching the males, I think mm-hmm. time is finally starting to catch up with us. I don't know why it had always just been that way. I mean, we all have moms, for God's sakes, and they <laughs> yeah. they, they yeah. teach us, they love us, they they help us achieve things in our lives, and I'm sure you I'm sure you have a ton of thoughts on that, but I I just think it's very cool that you are seeing women now in director roles, in head coaching roles, roles in sports that have men and women that are participating. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, for me, the 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 firsthand experience that I've seen with that is really when uh, Karen Dennis took over the men's and women's track program. Um, I think that was in 2017. And at that time, you know, it was like, I I think she was the first coach in the big 10 to coach a men's program, a men's track and field program. And you know what, two years later, we won the first men's big 10 championship on the track in like 30 years. So um, and, and, you know, and Coach Dennis, anytime she was asked that question, and, and, and I agree wholeheartedly with this, was like, I don't coach men and women, I coach humans, you know, and I have women that need tough love, and I have women that don't, you know, and I have men that need tough love and men that just need somebody to, to, to not be in their face yelling at them. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting because track and field, swimming, there's a few sports that are, are making really big progress on that front. And, and you're seeing a lot of success, uh, you know, with women that have been taking over those programs. So, you know, for me, our men's program, there's, there's no reason why it shouldn't be at the same level as our women's program. And, and like I said, we're doing it with Ohio kids. And so I'm, I'm ecstatic to work with the men. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's been a really good experience this year. And I'm, I'm, we're, we're going to continue to build on that. Well, you're doing a terrific job and I, I think it's really cool. And I, I don't know why, like why it, it seems to be, the Olympic sports, right? Like you said, the sports that maybe don't get all the ink and the attention that break some ground on these types mm-hmm. of things. And I, I bet you, and the, the thing that I love about sports is clearly like not everybody is going to follow every single sport, right? But I think sure. if you, I think if you, at Ohio State too. Yeah, 36 of them, so. ex- exactly, exactly. You, you get it. But I think for anyone that's a that's a true sports fan, you know that that participated, that was active, you know, in whatever or whatever they found love in growing up, you can respect all sports. Like I might not sure I might not have the time like to sit around and watch, you know, all the soccer that I would like to watch, but I respect everybody that finds the passion and the love and, and participates in it and it's just great how many sports are out there. For, for somebody to yeah. find and for like, like you mentioned, just finding your love and passion in cross country and then transitioning that into actual track and field. When we go to the indoor, that's just, I, that's something that's really cool. And I, and I'm sure you're really proud of, of finding, finding your home in this game. Yeah, no, no question about it. And you know, it's like, 
cross country runners, distance runners, you know, that we're wired a little bit differently. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a sport where, you know, most of my women are running 60 or 70 miles a week. Most of the men are running, you know, 70 to 90 miles a week. Like it's a, uh, it, it takes a certain type of human, but um, in most of us, um, if you, you put a ball in our hand or put us in water, we're, we're horrible. So it's like, it's nice to have something that, uh, that, that you can love. And, and certainly the kids that I coach love distance running um, as weird as everybody else thinks that we, we might be for doing it. It just, I'm sure it's a great way to just take your mind off of anything that's going on in, in your life too. Oh, no question. Right. No question. Like, it, yeah. And it's a nice thing to do post uh, you can do it post collegiately. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm still a runner, not quite, not quite what I used to be, but um, I think most of the men and women that I work with will tell you that it's uh it's free therapy. So it's, it's nice. What, what kind of, what kind of events do you run in? Do you get out and, and do some of the like 5k, 10ks? You go a little bit more than that. What, what, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, I've done the Columbus marathon. I've done New York and Boston and, and that kind of stuff. Oh, so, come on. You yeah, made I, it. Um, come on. You made it sound like <laughs> you're running marathons. I, yeah, I've, yeah. I've run marathons. I, I have two little kids under the age of three right now. So, uh, I'm, I'm working more on trying to sleep rather than run, but, oh, um, yeah. but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great sport to be a part of. Um, no question about it. Sarah Mason for Godey. Uh, it's, it's been really fun catching up with you. She's the head cross country coach, assistant track and field coach. How, uh, tell us about your new colleague very quickly. Uh, Rosalind so Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I uh, so Coach Joseph and I, uh, when I first got to Ohio State, uh, the men's and women's track programs were split programs. So Coach Joseph and I were both assistant coaches for Coach Dennis. Uh, and I think we were the only all-female track staff in the entire country. So I knew Roz uh, from her time here at Ohio State, and then she left, obviously, for four years to go to Southern Illinois as the director. So I was ecstatic for her to get the the position back, and I'm really grateful that um, she kept me on as as the cross country coach and um, she's, she's assembled an all-star staff on the track and field side of things. So we are, um, we're, we're, we're excited for that to get rolling um, as well. Well, big weekend coming up. Stillwater, Oklahoma. Yep. yep. <laughs> What's the course like out there? Weather, uh, regardless of the weather. I, I think the real feel will be about 24 or 25 um, at the start of the race. Um, and if you see, if you've seen what cross country runners wear to, to race in, um, it, it, it looks kind of, looks kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, we haven't been out there before. I heard the course is tough at Tilly. Um, but you know, we, I, I have a bunch of, a bunch of tough Midwestern kids. So for us, the crappier, the weather and the harder the course, the better it is for us. So I love good. it. I love it. Well, Sarah, I learned, I learned a lot here. Hopefully, some of our listeners who are checking this out and uh, checking it out on our Buckeye Show podcast as well are are learning a lot. And uh, thank you for making uh, me a little bit more aware of the toughness level with these athletes because yeah. I, I I see it. I believe it. I mean, because for not being someone who's a runner and taking the easy way out and always choosing, nah, think I'm good. Think I'm not going to go on a jog or not going to go run out at the Metro Park for a uh, you know, an hour right here in the middle of my yeah. Tuesday. I, I get yeah. it. So uh, crazy respect from me to you and all of your athletes. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for the time. And uh, thanks for the love too. We appreciate it. A hundred percent. Thank you so much, Sarah, Sarah Mason for everybody, the head cross country coach, assistant track and field coach for your Ohio state Buckeyes. And if you want to stay up to speed, stay in the know 
on what's going on at the NCAAs, just go to OhioStateBuckeyes.com, your one-stop shop to follow any of your favorite teams or athletes around the block. O. click down either on the men's side or the women's side and go to cross country. So that's awesome. Good luck. Good luck to the men and women out there in Stillwater this weekend. Folks, that will pretty much do it for this edition. Want to make this one a quick one. Busy, busy week. Buckeye men's basketball football team playing Maryland. Uh, Like we discussed last road game, last game of any kind before the game on Saturday, November 26th. And there's going to be a lot of intensity, a lot of excitement, a lot of content coming your way as we get ready for that one. So thank you guys so much. Always really appreciate it for you checking out the Buckeye show and the Buckeye show in the podcast version only. So please, if you're checking this out on Apple, please just give us a five-star review. Give us a little rating, write something in there too for other things you'd like to hear. If you'd like to hear from other coaches or athletes around the block, O, let us know and we will reach out. We will talk to them and it will be right here for you to go and check out. All right, everybody until next time, be well and go bucks.